Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. In today's episode, we talk about why it's important to have silence and stillness in our life. And I am talking about this today because I found that I've kind of slipped off the rails a little bit with this. This this aspect is indeed the thing that really started to change my life and really helped me to get through a rough time to come out on the other side. And as my life has gotten busier, I found myself sliding off and slacking in this area. And I've really seen the negative impacts that it's brought into my life. So I wanted to share this episode and kind of share what was going on with me um, to highlight this important aspect in our life. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm recording from a Saturday morning and I'm really excited because tomorrow Jess and I are leaving on our holidays. We were supposed to get married this year and unfortunately Mr. COVID-19 has put a halt to that and we're rescheduling for next year. But we decided to still go on vacation and, and keep our two weeks off and do some camping, do some exploring, go to the place that we were supposed to get married, stay there, do some golf, and uh, and have a good time away. As well as the back end of the trip, I'll be going to that fly-in uh, cabin with my father-in-law, which will be an amazing time to uh, to release and get away from the busy, chaotic lifestyle and just kind of completely unwind and detach from society for a little bit. So I'm I'm really looking forward to these these two weeks and it's and it's much needed and it's it's actually well tied into today's episode which is about stillness and silence. And I feel like I've been lacking in this still with this stillness and silence and doing nothing um, in my life. Recently I've been pedal to the metal with full-time work coaching programs and coaching calls. Uh, Jessen and I just bought our, bought another house and we're dealing with all the paperwork and getting things sorted with that. Recording podcasts still, um, trying to fit in outings with friends and family now that there's been some restrictions lifted in the, the COVID situation. And it, it's really been difficult to, to keep time and set time aside to do nothing. As silly as that seems, that's been one of the struggles that I've been dealing with is finding that time. And I've been slacking on my second meditation of the day and moments throughout my day where I usually just sit and think or just usually sit and have that stillness. And I've honestly really witnessed um, these aspects um, that have been impacted by this lack of space uh, uh, by this lack of silence and just stillness. And I've noticed that my creativity is way down. My drive for, for supplementary work, um, it's more difficult to, to get motivated to do workouts. Although being as the gym's closed, it's already difficult, but it's, it's, it's impacted my drive. It's impacted my balance. I find myself getting more tunnel visioned to old patterns of just grinding and and just putting my head down and not 
looking at the bigger picture, not incorporating everything in my life. I seem to get tunnel visioned because I have more stress around trying to get everything done. Even though it's a bit counterintuitive, sometimes that sitting uh, in stillness and looking at the broader picture, zooming out from that busy lifestyle has so much benefit and impact Instead, I'm not doing that and I'm getting consumed and I'm getting tunnel visioned into all these little tasks that I need to get done and I'm just trying to check them off the box. I'm just staying above the water, just trying to struggle to get everything done. It's affected my energy. It's affected my mood, my motivation. It's affected my emotions. Um, I'm feeling more overwhelmed, more anxious, something that I was, I had a really strong grapple on, uh, you know, not too long ago. And now that all this is, is happening and moving and it's a bit more chaotic, you know, I'm feeling more overwhelmed. I'm feeling more stress in my life. And that has in turn caused to also affect my relationship. I'm not showing up the best. For in my relationship, I'm not being the best version of myself. I'm letting old patterns creep in and affect how I'm showing up. And as I mentioned, I feel like I'm grinding. I'm not in flow. I don't have good energy going on. But behind all this, and, and I'm, I'm more so grinding to get things done. And it doesn't feel as good. You know, it doesn't even feel more productive. I just feel like I'm just grinding. And it, it, it's not as enjoyable. Now, I say this to share because I'm very aware of what's going on and I'm very aware that I want to change this. And in doing these podcasts, I enjoy doing them because it's a lot of the time stuff that, yes, I learned and that I am learning, but stuff that I also need to implement and improve on in my life. So I'm doing this to highlight my own life to kind of give myself a kick in the butt to take action and, and, and change what's going on as well as I hope it can resonate and relate to, to everyone out there as well. So I do have the understanding as why these aspects are being affected. But again, having the knowledge alone will not solve the problem. You know, understanding why it's happening, you know, that isn't going to solve our problem. That is an important piece. That's an important aspect. And that's why these podcasts and books and knowledge and people's opinions are important. But there's a huge piece that's missing from that. And that's by taking the action. So first, I want to highlight the the understanding um, of what's actually going on here, why my old habits and why my old patterns are starting to creep in as I get more busy as and as I exclude this time for silence and stillness. So yeah, why am I why am I being less creative? Why do I have less balance? Why is my energy depleted? Why am I feeling less motivated? Um, well, that's because if you've heard any previous podcast episodes, you'll know that we have the ability to create new neural circuitry or new neural pathways in our brain. And we must understand there is a there's a default or auto-programmed setting that exists based on all our past experiences, circumstances, events, and beliefs. This default system runs automatically at a subconscious level. 
leading us to think, feel, and act certain ways without even thinking about them. So we will just act in familiar ways that we're used to. We'll have our reactions will be the same. Our emotions will be the same because that's all built. It's That's our hardwire. That's our auto default programming that's just going to run for us because our brain is very efficient and our brain wants to do less work. So it knows how to react to these situations. So we'll show up in those same ways. We'll keep reacting the same way. We'll keep feeling the same way. And, and we don't have much control. It's just running this program without us even being conscious about it. So we can create new hardware and wiring to replace this default system to override it. But that doesn't mean our old system will be completely deleted. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm realizing and witnessing these old patterns start to peek through and, and show up again. Stuff that I used to do, that old programming. So for a while, I, you know, I was in great flow. I had this new programming. I was being consciously aware of what I was putting into my brain through stillness and silence, as I'll go over in a bit here. But now, now that I'm letting these practices slip, my old patterns, that doesn't mean that you delete the old patterns. That doesn't mean that you will never act that way again. That's the hard wiring system that's still in you. We can override that by using these tools, techniques, and, and stillness and silence and visualization and everything like that. We can use that to override the default setting, but that doesn't mean we're deleting it. And that means we need to be consistent with our actions. It's not something we just do for a week or do for a little while as I'm actively witnessing right now. I'm seeing that these old patterns and these old systems will be there. So we need to be very aware and conscious if we see signs that they're starting to creep in. And then we need to take that new action to override them and make sure that default system is not going to be running the show. So if we, can, if we don't continually focus, think, feel, and act towards the way we want to show up, aka create different neurons to fire and wire in different ways than what we're used to, what will happen? Our brain will default to what is most familiar, and that is our original old ways. So yes, we need to catch this. We need to be aware of this. And having this knowledge um, is, is not enough. We need to take action on it. And this type of action might seem a little counterintuitive. And I say this because I, I override and oversee that it's, it's going to help me. You know, when, when my schedule fills up and my life gets even more busy, what did I find myself cutting off first? I found myself cutting off these habits and this time for silence and space because I said, that's not getting me closer to my goals. That's my natural, you know, my ego or my, my whatever it is telling me that, no, no, you got to keep moving. You got to keep working to get to keep in motion. And I'm saying, okay, well, what can I leave? What can I slack here? Okay, we'll, we'll cut out the second meditation. We'll cut out that stillness. But if you don't take these steps, I... And, and I didn't take these steps and I found myself falling much farther off the track, 
you know, farther off the track, not necessarily checking things off the list, but farther off the track as in my creativity is down, my drive is down, the balance is down, my energy is lower, my mood is off, my motivation is lower, my, my emotions are shaken, and that's affecting my relationship. So sure, I might be checking things off the box, but look at everything else that's starting to slack. It's not necessarily about just checking things off the box, but we need to take that paradoxical action of slowing down, taking the space, having that stillness and silence and sitting in silence with no agenda. So this action, I'll go over the action. And sitting in silence with no agenda will give us a temporary disconnect from the busy, active, sometimes overwhelming exterior world. It allows us to tap into our inner world and create and activate that mind-body connection. So we are not just our reactive state, our body you know, our mind is controlled by the auto default auto programming system. We are not our mind and we're not connected to our mind and body connection. We're just our body reacting to what our old software and our old programming is. We don't have full control. And when our life gets busier, we feel like we get less control and we're just reacting to those default systems. So when we aren't taking in external stimuli, our capacity to have controlled thoughts or no thoughts at all is exponentially greater. So when we're, when we're busy and we're, we're tr like I was doing, trying to check everything off the box and just doing tasks and putting my head down and just grinding and, you know, taking in external stimuli of the day, reacting and have so much stuff going on, um, I don't have control of my thoughts. I'm just going and I'm just going with what comes at me. I'm not taking that time to have better thoughts, more motivating thoughts, thoughts that will inspire me. And But when we are still and when we do implement this silence, we allow ourselves to activate the parasympathetic nervous system which will remove these threats and these anxieties of the day. That's the paradoxical trigger there. We think that slowing down is going to get us farther back, but slowing down will remove those threats and that the anxieties that might be floating around from our day. And then we can have productive thoughts and creative thoughts and have a more broad, full vision perspective of our life. And most importantly, it will help us to break the automatic default brain wiring that is programmed into us. It is during these moments of silence and stillness that we can really work on making new neural networks fire and wire together. So we can create a new reality in our brain. So my direct strategy or method of accomplishing this when I am in good habitual pattern of doing this and sitting in silence is I'll set aside roughly 20 to 30 minutes before bed. And when I do that, I, I enter my, I have a little room, my little office where I have a nice chair where I do my, my meditation and sitting and thinking. And I'll turn off all the lights, I'll put in some earplugs and I'll put on a blindfold to lessen my external senses. So I'm physically removing 
as much external stimuli as possible. And then I'll put on some really light music in the background just to dull out anything in case there's some noises in the house or outside or whatever. And then once I'm in <clears throat> sitting down, everything's quiet. I'll scan my body to relax myself. And I'll, I'll, you'll, I'll start from the top of my head and I'll just go all the way down going over every single body part. From the top of my head, I can feel the top of my head moving down my face, through my eyes, going down through my lips to my chin, down through my neck. As I enter my shoulders, I feel everything getting relaxed and I just completely scan my body getting relaxed removing external thoughts and focusing on each body part is what's gonna help our thoughts be focused on and being present on just what we're feeling in our body in each body part and that's what's gonna help our busy mind to not be thinking about the chaos of the day or problems or whatever we're just being there very present scanning our body feeling the body parts i can feel the top of my head almost a little tingling as i say that and i'm just focusing top of my head scanning down to my eyes i can feel it on my face moving down to my nose and my mouth and i can feel that and i'm actively putting all my attention and all my thought onto that and that helps us bring ourselves to that present moment in which we're feeling our body and we scan our body as we relax it and I'll do that rep repeatedly until either I fall into an induced state where it's happened many times, but I, I'll be honest, it does not happen every time whatsoever. But when I do fall into that induced state, I will. It, it's almost like a blanked state of just no thoughts at all. And I will just sit there in complete no thought. And it's a very, very cool experience. And uh, But like I said, that does not happen all the time. So if I don't fall into that state, um, I will visualize and I will visualize my vision and I will what I'm trying to accomplish and what I want in life. So I consciously create the life that I desire, but in able to do that, in able to create our life that we want, we need to first see it. It's not just gonna aimlessly happen. Like the more specific and more clear we get on what we actually want in life in our relationships in our work and whatever it may be if we can actually see it first you know we have such a better chance of actually uh, formulating that so again this is not a magic trick and you won't miraculously accomplish your goals or have you know manifest your vision uh, the work still needs to be done but allowing yourself to get deeply connected to the vision that you want will motivate and inspire you. And at the same time, your brain will be familiar to this vision, resulting in less resistance towards the change that will for sure ensue when the vision is coming to life. Because usually when we have a vision, that means that you want something different or you, you, you know, whether it's you want more, you want a change in this or a change in that, that's, that's going to have, uh, that's going to come with change. And change involves, you know, naturally re we resist change. And that's just the way our brain has evolved because 
back way back when our ancestors anytime there was change that was a threat you know their life was in danger there might have been a saber-toothed tiger chasing them anything new was a threat so we perceive anything new as a threat as well so allowing ourselves to visualize what we want to create in life and really have a clear understanding uh, and picture of what we want to create it's going to make it less frightening to our brain and more familiar to our brain therefore we're going to resist that change a lot less so if you're struggling with creative ideas as well in your life it would be an extremely beneficial thing to do is to journal after this silence and stillness your mind won't be distracted by those thousands of thoughts but it will be focused around the vision you just imagined get all those thoughts on paper so again, when we're sitting in stillness and we didn't get to that induced state, just clearly imagine what you want to create in life, whether it's a good energy at home, whether it's a new career, whether it's a thriving family, whatever it may be, just really put strong visuals on this and then try to incorporate emotions. So let's say, you know, you might be struggling in your relationship. And this was what I first did is when I came home, I would visualize myself coming home from work, seeing Jess and giving her a big hug, but not only visualizing that, but feeling what it would feel like to give her a nice, big, loving hug. And I would feel those emotions. And it was very uncomfortable for me to come home, not grumpy back in the day. And in doing these visualizations and tying in emotions, what it did was it made it a lot more familiar to my brain. So it was a lot less scary and a lot less daunting so that when I actually would step through the, the door in real life, you know, my brain has already been there. Our brain does not know the difference between a real life event and uh, something like imagining it with emotions. Your brain doesn't know that. It's only our senses that are telling us that hey, this is physical reality, but our brain will interpret a visualization or imagination, an image, the exact same way as real life. So if we can make it more familiar to our brain and we could have this visual and we could tie in emotions, our brain is not knowing the difference. Therefore, it's going to resist this when it actually formulates in real life. So if we have a vision and we can clearly see it and we can feel the emotions of accomplishing this goal and feeling what we want to achieve in this vision, our brain thinks that this is happening in, in, in real life. And so it makes it more familiar and it's firing those new neural networks, which will help us not default to that automatic programming. That is what helps us form that new circuitry and we can show up and actively start to make progress on this new vision and it'll make that fear of change. It'll diminish that significantly. So also sitting in stillness and silence, it's great to take in content, read books, search the web, get all this information, but we need to take a break from that as well. So we can generate our own ideas and create the life that's important to us, not what everyone else is doing. So again, I've talked about comparison and comparison will derail us from our own vision. We'll look at what somebody else has and we'll be like, I'm not good enough right now. Or, you know, that'll just flood our mind with negative thoughts. And I get caught up in this all the time because I'm actively trying to take in as much content as I can. Sometimes, most times, 
upwards of three hours every single day. I'm reading books and listening to podcasts. And when I get in an absolute uh, flow of doing that, I I feel worse. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I, I want to learn as much as I can. But when I when I really pursue content, I sometimes end up feeling worse about myself because I see how much they've done or I see the books they've created and the business they've had. And then I look at my life and I, I say, man, you know, I'm, I'm only here. And I, and I get... I get distracted from my own vision. I get distracted from what I'm doing and it pulls me out of my vision and it pulls me out of what I'm trying to do. And that has a very negative impact. So, and, and especially when I'm not allowing myself to sit in that stillness and silence and focus on my visions and focus on what I'm creating and just my life, not other people, I, that, that really has a negative impact. So if you are taking in a lot of content, it's absolutely imperative that we sit in silence. And again, I'm talking to myself here too, but so it's so that I can sit in silence and I can refocus and imagine and visualize what I need to be doing in my life and what's important to me. So that's just something to be aware of. And another thing, again, this is a note on myself, is that these are the simple steps that what that are what helped me begin my transformation and my shift. And now that I've have more coming at me and I have more going on in my life, I should be sitting in stillness and silence even more. And I'm actively seeing the negative impacts that it's bringing me not doing it. So I wanted to share this information and to share this what's going on if, a to give myself a kick in the butt and b to hopefully help everyone out there realize that, hey, this is a simple thing to do and it has a lot of impact. And it is one of the biggest keys and tools to help us from getting sucked up into those old familiar patterns, old familiar ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. So even if you're someone who loves productivity and are always seeking quick results, this practice is for you. It's honestly for everyone. Remember in doing this, we will tap into our inner deeper self. We'll find that connection of, hey, that zoomed out lens, what's actually important in my life. We'll remove ourselves from daily chaos. It'll help us activate our mind-body connection so we are consciously in control of our thoughts, not just on that default automatic programmed reactive state. It will help us to formulate new neural networks by visualizing and feeling the emotions of our desired outcome. We can, it helps us and enables us to think optimistically about our future daily. It makes our future and dreams more normalized to our brain. We will be less fearful of this new life we're trying to create and we'll resist that change a lot less if our brain is familiar to it. But all of these powerful effects of sitting in silence and stillness will be that extra help you need to create your dreams, desires, and future. If you can habitually practice this, then you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.